Hello, you are listening to KPMG's Energy Exchange podcast, a podcast where we explore the path to Ireland's exciting energy future. We'll discuss the practical things we can do to unlock the full potential of Ireland as a major energy producer. I'm Colm O'Neill and today I am joined by Ian O'Hara, Head of Engineering and Green Economy at IBA. Um, good afternoon, Ian, and thank you for coming on. Um, I guess, first of all, for people who don't know you, um, could you maybe tell us a little bit about you and a little bit about what you do with the IBA? Well, I suppose, I mean, I grew up in Dublin, here in Ireland. Um, I uh, went to UCD, um, had a few different jobs, worked for IDA. Then I worked with IDA in Boston, New York. Um, I, I decided I liked it so much, I, I have built a career around that. So I've been in Boston, New York, Ireland, London, Frankfurt, and different roles in all of those uh, markets. And also spent a lot of time here uh, in IDA and my current role is very much around uh, we've got a new division within IDA the green economy division and the engineering division yeah and building synergies around those um, to complement the skills and experience that we have in Ireland to grow businesses in the engineering sector which has um, about 25,000 employees in it at the moment about 150 160 different companies across different sectors whether that's the automotive sector aviation sector chemical sector um, those companies are spread right across Ireland 75% of them are actually outside Dublin so they, they have a huge impact on on uh, IDA's regional agenda and trying to bring jobs and high-value employment outside of Dublin so that's that's the engineering piece yeah and from that then we're saying okay well the future of the green economy our future of a net zero environment is very much tied to attracting new types of businesses which is one piece of the job and the other piece of the job then is to help our existing businesses to decarbonize so IDA has 1700 clients in Ireland they employ about 300,000 people and collectively the FDI portfolio in Ireland emits about 1.7 million tons of carbon so Ireland's ambition is to take that to net zero by 2050 and to take it down 51 percent by 2030 so IDA is working with those clients to help them decarbonize their their business environment and when you see you've brought together engineering and green economy for for a reason um so what, what you know if, if you were to project yourself forward um ian you know 15 years um what does what does that kind of um environment look like what what will we have created here if um, the ida and you mm-hmm. implement the plan and vision that you have okay so 15 years 2040 there thereabouts we'll have pass through the 2030 milestones we will hopefully um, certainly have and we will have a pathway to that net zero that I'm talking about so um, it's a lot of work to do between now and then the first thing um, I suppose when I think about it from a client perspective is is they're going to need to relook at their businesses how they um, make investments in the future mm-hmm. um, how they align their capital around clean investments or uh, cleaner investments are completely net zero investments and that changes the dynamic of the types of things or how you might build things or the products and services that you might have around that so by 2040 I'd hope that we have gone through a series of um, initiatives and developments mm-hmm. and probably most significantly part of that is Ireland having uh, built up its capabilities around the wind energy uh, sector yeah we're an island nation 
we're off the coast of Europe and we're on the Atlantic. So we potentially have a lot of resources out there which could be tapped for renewable energy. So by 2040, we should have a very vibrant, um, clean energy environment. Um, and certainly government has put in place the policies and the supports to move towards that direction. We will be producing an excess of energy for local demands and for local industry. So we have to think about of what we currently use. We have to think about how would we use that in a more, I suppose, creative way and yeah. that we're not wasting it, that we're bringing on new skills around uh, the innovation that comes from that, and the new industries that come from that. Um, and I think everything will be different in many respects. By then, all cars will be electric. We'll have renewable energy in our houses. Um, gas will be uh, on its way out, or fossil fuel gas, as we fossil know, will fuel, be on yeah. its way out. And industry um, will, will most likely be using only a small amount of gas, but it'll probably be a biomethane solution or a hydrogen solution. Mm -hmm. And they'll only be using that for very small portions of the business. The rest of the business will be electrified. So around that, everything changes. The types of work we do, the types of courses we have in colleges, the type of research we do in universities, the type of master's programs that uh, my daughter might do in, in the future. Yeah. All of that is going to change that dynamic. I think that big change will happen in the blink of an eye, but it'll also happen quite quickly, and quite gradually. Yeah. The disruption is going to be, the challenge is going to be at a personal level in many respects. I'm going to need to, um, uh, if, I, if I drive a car at the moment, if it's a fossil fuel car, I'm going to, I'm not going to be able to buy that car in the future. I'm going to have to buy an electric car. Yeah. I have to think about my house is it heated by gas. How will I heat it in the future? I have to think about solar panels and all those things. And all of those things trigger new skills, new yeah. services, new products. So a lot of people, I have a number of friends, I don't have oh. it. But I have a number of friends now who manage their heating on their phone. They yeah. turn their lights on on their phone. They turn the heating on I, before they go home. I had it this morning. Um, the the immersion at home is broken. Yeah. And um, the uh, get a text going. The shower is cold. Yeah. And so I was able to turn the boiler in our house on on my phone. Um, and, it, it, and it changes everything, right? Yeah. So like, it, somebody has to build the app, right? So, yeah. But they also probably need some kind of technical background around well, what's the app connected to? How does that work? So the whole start. ecosystem that you've got to create to enable this. Yeah, and one of one of the big drivers is um, you know reduction in energy, right? Is is a key goal for for uh, the European Union and for Ireland over the next num next number of years. So we're going to have this situation where, where population increase has has increased significantly in the last twenty years, and by the middle of the century, will be you know touching six million plus. So what we want is people to use energy more efficiently. So cut down on what we use to do the things that we currently use today, but we want lots of electricity available or lots of energy available to do new things, yeah. to be more innovative, to be more creative. And um, I don't know how quick we'll get there, but that changes what everything looks like from street lights to cars, to street furniture, to our houses, to, to the jobs that we go to and the work that we do inside those jobs. So if you maybe, if you've, you've painted a, a you know a really compelling picture of what the future looks like and the and the role that Ireland might play in it. Can you maybe talk to me about what you know what are IDA doing today now to to enable that and to to deliver that future? Well, I suppose if you go back to green economy, so we've got the two jobs: decarbonise um, the industry that we have and attract new business. So the decarbonisation, um, I suppose, program that we have is difficult for companies because they do have to reformat and rebuild. Um, how they make and build stuff. Yeah. Um, 
we're working very closely with them on a very simple framework. We call it the Deeds Framework. Um, and that was really a bit of kind of, I suppose, marketing expertise, trying to simplify the entire decarbonization agenda down to five letters. Yeah. So it's, um, you know, develop a climate action plan, focus on efficiency. When you've done that, move to electrification. So if you have a boiler at the back, put in a heat pump. After you've done that, maybe put some solar panels in or maybe put in a uh, public-private um, uh, agreement with a power company so that you've only got green energy. And then move on to your scope three, right? So, and that's really where some of the real innovation is going to happen. Scope three being your, if you're a manufacturer and you put your product into a cardboard box, you know, you have to think about the carbon that goes into that carbon box. You have to think about how you ship the cardboard box to your customer. Yeah. You have to think about what your customer does with the cardboard box after it got there. Right? So yeah. that's, that's real innovation coming at us in terms of how companies are going to tackle that. We're working with companies to reach those steps. Um, so you, you support them? With we're providing that. literally financial supports for each of those steps. We're, we're providing uh, consultancy support to develop the plans. We're yeah. providing uh, support around their capital investments so that they can actually make investments for energy efficiency, whether that's new HVAC systems or um, energy management software to manage buildings or their infrastructure. And then on the other end, uh, on the scope three stuff that I talked about, we're working with companies on really serious R&D programs that might actually impact on how a company develops their product, that what the materials that go into that. And that's supported by the research universities and, and the SFI sponsored um, research centers in Ireland. So really integrating the system to, to help drive that for that kind of cohort of, of companies. And, and of course, if those organizations benefit from it, that capability will then be available for other businesses who might want to exactly, use that. Exactly. I mean, IDA is as the privileged position that we talk to some of the very best companies in the world um, across multiple geographies. Um, and again, if we sit in those companies and we talk about the future, the future is about talent, sustainability and innovation. So the, the, the investors that invest in Ireland typically tend to be leaders in their sector. So when they make investments and they, they set out strategy positions which are about arriving at a net zero or a zero carbon type environment, they have to make big infrastructural changes, big product changes. And Ireland participating in that and IDA supporting clients to do that creates more innovation. And, and it's really exciting, actually. And as I said, yeah. it's probably one of the biggest, most important things that we would do. Yeah, and it's, and, and it, it's, it's interesting because it's not necessarily what um, we would think of as the core activity for um for ida in ireland like you, you would traditionally look at the and it's the jobs announcements mm. and so on that get a lot of the attention but that that is hugely valuable um, work that you do to support companies who are already here to deliver on, a, on an important agenda item for them yeah, well i mean of the, uh, the 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 existing client base that's in ireland ida has always culturally we have this you work so hard to have a client invest in Ireland. Um, we uh, chaperone them and provide this kind of uh, consultative client yeah. uh, service after they invest in Ireland so that they have access to, um, you know, knowing what's coming down the track. They have kind of a, a support infrastructure around them so that if they have any challenges along the way, they know who to call, whether that's um, in, in any small town um, or county in Ireland, right through to the corporate office overseas. Yeah. They have an IDA contact which can walk them through those different steps. Um, it's their level of ambition which, is, which we're supporting, um, but we often encourage them to be more ambitious. 
Um, and it's really, I suppose, it's important from a competitiveness perspective. So yeah. we're going to get to a situation in the future where you're going to have good investors and you're going to who are gone down the net zero route and you're going to have those that have delayed or gone slow. And it will be and certainly uh, the corporate see it as it's it's the most essential competitive thing they can do, which is to go down that net zero uh, journey. And would you then do you, do you see a, a time in the future or maybe you're already considering this as you would be targeting firms to come and base themselves here in Ireland would you be ha- having a view of their plans for net zero to ensure that as we brought them here that they were they had a credible plan that would um, not cause us an issue with our own net zero targets as a as a as a country uh, I'd say very much so um, just before Christmas 22 um, government um, and Department of Enterprise um, published a white paper, you know, 2022 white paper, Enterprise White Paper 22 to 2030. Yeah. And very much built into that is the sustainability agenda and how government will invest. Um, but it's also very aligned with, you know, as we manage growth in the country, that we do need to be um, managing the decarbonization agenda um, as much or if if not more so around a net zero environment more so than perhaps we have done around jobs and regions in the past there's no point in us uh, targeting companies here to get to net zero if we keep bringing in more non-net zero companies in the back so we are very much talking to them about it at the beginning and we will support them at the beginning to to come in to to make um their 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 decarbonization investments up front so they're already starting a net zero pathway before they um, before they actually put roots in the ground before they arrive. Yeah, I mean, and that might take me into the the other side of the business, the the yep. new business that we're attracting, and that can complement that, right? So whether it's a hydrogen production facility, which is a little bit far away, but the planning and the investment needs to go into it now, and that can support the decarbonization of 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 um, gas in this country or whether it's you know, building out around the wind supply. You know, how do we, we're going to need a lot of different pieces of infrastructure to enable uh, renewable, renewable energy happen in this country. So the Green Economy Division is also focused on that and the services and the technologies that come with that. And um, maybe to, to, um, to build on that kind of 2030 vision, we, we, have a, um, we have a map that we use which shows Ireland and then the the shelf that exists off the west coast and down around the south and, and mm-hmm. up the east coast of the of the country, um, and when when we share that with clients during briefings, um, the scale of it surprises people, I think. And but the other thing that surprises people is how um, how rare that is. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at other coastal areas around the world, people don't have that type of resource at their disposal. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, I'm going to quote um, an article that 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 you penned um, uh, a while back, and you described it as a modern-day gold rush that was potentially uh, available to us. Maybe tell us a little bit more about uh, about your your kind of thoughts on that. Well, I, I mean, it's 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 uh, it's as you described. It's it's potential um, to get there. There's a the we are building new industries. So you have to build out your infrastructure around that. So it doesn't have to be something that's done immediately, but we can see a pipeline of opportunities, how I would describe it. And we use a certain amount of energy right now as a country 
we know that there will be a certain amount of growth so we need to create enough energy for what we do now to replace the the fossil fuels that we use in our economy now and we also need to think about um, as we grow will we have enough so the gold rush analogy is really around the opportunity that we talked about earlier in terms yeah. of the new industries the new types of skills that we have the the net zero environment where um, all businesses are using clean energy so and the consequences of that are very rich very rich in terms of if you follow it through you know you talked about a little bit earlier you know you have to have the port to be able to service it you have to have the skills in the port you have to think about how you manage the turbines whether that's on software and you have to think about how you um, distribute the energy whether it's across Ireland um, or even get to the point of exporting yeah. um, there's going to be a lot more interconnectivity between countries wind as, as we all know is variable some days it doesn't blow yeah. so you need diversity of solutions as in you need different locations that might blow at different times and you need storage potential and uh, storage is the is the big kind of third leg of the stool for for renewable energy whether it's solar or it's wind so the the there's lots of ways you can do that whether it's um new types of batteries or um, hydro, you know, you, whether it's a hydro solution where you're pumping water to up, up a mountain to pull it down later as energy, or um, you're creating hydrogen. So you, I think very much if you look at the, the that potential, that richness, it's about building all of those industries around that. Yeah, people often don't realize the the made with with all the benefits of electricity its biggest mm. challenge is it doesn't store itself like the beauty yeah. of a gas is it's a molecule that stores the energy yes. whereas electricity is there and you use it or it disappears um, and you know there's obviously battery storage and so on but storage is a huge part of um, any future energy system and i think what you've done there ian is you've just described the the complexity of the industry that will need to be created to support this and you know th- you know, it, it kind of paints the picture of how dynamic the business environment is going to need to be mm-hmm. to meet this opportunity head on and, and the ambition that's going to be required and the vision that's going to be required mm-hmm. to to deliver on that. Um, the, you know, the, the podcast is about um, exploring the path to Ireland's exciting energy future. So um, if you were king of the world and could change um, one or two things um, to enable that. What what would you change? That's a bit like that uh, analogy. When's the best time to plant an oak tree? The answer is like you know fifty years ago. Um, so when's the second best time? Well, it's today. Right? Yeah. So um, where I'm going with that is we were the first country in the world to have offshore wind, and uh, twenty years ago, um, built by an Irish company, and for various reasons, for various good reasons, uh, we didn't um, continue down that route. So um, the the environment was different. And, and so we were effectively ahead of the game at that point. We, we were early, arguably, as opposed to ahead, which is, means slightly different things to different people. But um, as I look to it, you know, we have to be good at how we take on the challenges. We have to be effective at introducing the policy. And we have to be um, ambitious at, around the vision, you know, that we're producing policy and infrastructure that is fit for purpose to achieve that kind of scale and that we're not building for today, we're building for tomorrow. Listen, Ian, thank you so much for for joining us here today. You've painted a compelling picture of what the future might look like and and given us some confidence that not only your efforts Mm. um, will deliver us that future, but also that 
you know, some of the things happening in the energy sector more generally will will be supportive of that. So um, so thanks you for joining us. And um, you've been listening to KPMG's Energy Exchange podcast, where we discuss the practical things that we can do to unlock the full potential of Ireland as a major energy producer.